Welcome to the Reunion Belleville podcast, a place where everyday people apprentice to Jesus. We're glad you pulled up a seat and we hope that today's lead-in encourages you to take your next step. All right, good afternoon. It is Tuesday, Mar- May, not March, but May 3rd. And it's been a couple of weeks since you heard from us. And that's been somewhat intentional. As a church, we're entering into a really important and exciting time for us to be able to, as a community, discern what's next. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, even on the first podcast with this series called Parish, we are not asking questions about what's next because we're upset or we're concerned or we're worried. And there can be times we need to do that, right? Like we can be looking around our community, even our own city, and say, okay, we need to ask some hard questions. That's not what this season is about. We are intentionally asking some difficult questions because we're coming out of a time of excitement and we're still excited about what God is doing, what God has done, what God is doing, and even what God is continuing to do as we, as we grow as a community. And so we are a church plant who's coming into our, oh, it's goodness, we're just ending our fourth year together as a community. And so we're coming into our fifth year. And so we're going to be getting our own charitable status. We're, we're growing up as a church and we're instituting or, yeah, maybe that's the right word. We're putting in some, some place, some structures that are going to make us more sustainable or make us sustainable moving into the future. And that's really good news. We are surviving as a church plant. And as we do so, it's really important that we as a community of apprentices to Jesus continue to ask, is what we're doing really important to our apprenticeship to Jesus? Does it foster our apprenticeship to Jesus? Does it help us love God? And therefore, as apprentices, does it lead us into our communities? If we're not loving our neighbors, then we're missing something in our apprenticeship. And so this series of discussions that we're having on Sunday mornings and around our tables midweek are to help us kind of flesh out what might God be saying to us as a community and how are we going to respond, not just for this week or this month, but moving forward for the next couple of years. Of course, we're going to hold this open-handedly. We don't know what the future has in store. We do trust that God has some ideas. And so we're going to open the, hold this open-handedly. Can it change? Absolutely. But at this given time in our communities, What do we sense God is saying to us and how are we going to respond? And so it's a difficult thing to put on a podcast because on Sunday mornings, a couple weeks ago even, I'm going to share a story that I read, but then we got into small groups and we discussed it. Moving forward, we're going to spend a little bit more time in the month of May specifically uh, listening to a lead-in, but then spending a little bit more intentional time in our discussion groups. And so our our teachers or our presenters or whatever we want to call ourselves, the people who do the lead-in on a Sunday morning, they're going to to provide a podcast of that, but they're going to be intentionally shorter so that we as a community can really chew it out and ask, again, what is God saying to us and how does it affect us as individual families or as individuals and certainly as a collection of apprentices called Reunion And so we're excited for those of you who are listening online. We would love you to be a part of the conversation. We know that some of you live in in places like Napanee and Kingston. We have some people who even live in Ottawa and into the Durham area, Durham region in Ontario. And so you are a part of our community. We don't see you physically present, but we, we want to pause and just acknowledge that you're listening. 
We want to thank you and we hope that the resources that we're preparing and providing are helping you take your next step in your apprenticeship to Jesus. And we hope that this can actually impact how you live in your community. And so as you're listening to these conversations, we'd love you to jump into them. We're wondering, is there space for us to offer something online, uh, on Zoom like we used to during our pandemic and during our lockdowns and things like that? A great number of people joined our community through the safety of an online presence. And so maybe where you are at this given point, as you're listening, maybe you're like, I, I can't make it or I'm not sure I'm comfortable yet stepping into a physical space to be present physically but I am interested in what could be next. And so if you are, we would love for you to reach out to us. You can do so via our, our website or connect with me personally. Um, that's wesley at reunionbelleville.com. You can just send me an email or you can connect to us. And of course, it would be me specifically through our, our social media. So through Facebook and through Instagram. Again, that's just Reunion Belleville. Because we would love for you to to not just listen to what we're saying and try to wrestle through it individually, but what does it look like for you where you are at your time to maybe take the next step to, to start doing or implementing. And we, we want to support you as a part of our crew. We want to come alongside you and equip you and empower you to be able to live this way of Jesus in your own families or on your own street, in your workplace or your school, uh, with certainly within your own context. And so if that's where you are, Again, please just reach out. We're going to try to set some stuff up, uh, figure it out. Is there a need? And if not, hey, that's all right. But if there is, that's fantastic. We want, we want to address it. So if you're interested in meeting with a group of people who are not physically in our area, but are really interested in what could be next, we'd love for you to join the conversation. Just reach out to us. Last week, we talked about Matthew chapter 5, or that was two weeks ago. Last week, we just had a big party to celebrate what God has been doing, and that was fantastic to have a great number of our people together eating and, and celebrating and just getting to know each other. But two weeks ago, I did share a bit of a lead-in that I want to—I do want to share with you, with you who, who either missed it or, again, specifically are a part of our online community. And so this was... Uh, a kind of a lead-in describing Matthew chapter 5, but let me just jump into it and tell you what it was. And then again, we'd love for you to, to jump into the conversation. But I was reading a, a book not too long ago, and there was a bit of this story about a man named Murdoch MacDonald. And he was a Scottish preacher and a theologian. But in World War II, he was a, a paratrooper. And so he bailed out of an airplane behind Germany lines, German lines, sorry, during the war and was taken prisoner with his fellow Scottish chaplain. And together they were hauled away to a concentration camp for, for many months. Now, MacDonald was put with American prisoners to be kind of chaplain with his friend, uh, was also put with the British at the other end of the camp. And so him and his buddy were both serving as chaplains in this concentration camp. And so if you can visualize a, a yard with a big fence, of course, with two separate areas, one for American prisoners of war and one for British prisoners of war. And Murdoch or MacDonald, um, he, was in, he was the chaplain for the Americans and his buddy was the one for the British. Um, now, the guards at this time, they didn't let the Americans or the British talk to each other. They didn't even let them get close to the fence. Um, there was repercussions for doing that. They kept them very separated. But for some reason... The guards did allow MacDonald and his buddy, this other chaplain, to come once a day and to discuss or to connect through the fence one-on-one. -on -one. 
Now, of course, a guard was present. Now, unknown to the guards, the Americans, <laughs> in their ingenuity, they had possessed a little homemade wireless radio. And each day they were getting news from the outside world. And so each day, McDonald would, would come to the would come to the defense and he would report the situation and all the headlines to his friend uh, on the British side. Now, unfortunately, the guards, they spoke French and English, but the two men soon realized they could not speak Gaelic. And so MacDonald and his body, they would speak Gaelic to each other and have, and have these conversations sharing, hey, this is what's happening in the outside world. This is what's happening with the war. So every day for many months, MacDonald and his friends shared headlines through the fence right under the nose of their captors. And one day, the news was, was very, very good. According to the radio reports that they were receiving and through the radio, the German high command had surrendered and the war was over. This is fantastic news. The issue, the communication network across the area of the concentration camp had been destroyed during the fighting. So news of the event, it wasn't coming through. It wasn't coming to the prison. It wasn't coming to the guards. It wasn't coming to the people who, who ran the facility. The war was over, but the prison was still operating almost as usual. And I say almost because on this specific day, McDonald took the news, this incredibly good news, to his friend at the fence, and he waited there as the chaplain, his buddy, went back into the British barracks. This is what McDonald says, I waited for what I knew would happen. There was a thunderous roar of celebration from the British barracks. And the most amazing thing happened. Now listen to this. He says, for the next three days, all of us, the prisoners that is, walked around the camp singing and shouting. We were gloriously happy. We didn't complain about the food. We waved at the dogs and we waved at the guards. Now, no guard knew what was happening. Nobody could explain it. Every prisoner of war was rejoicing and celebrating. He continues to tell that on the morning of the fourth day after receiving the news, we, the prisoners that is, woke up and realized something was different. It was silent. There was no guards. Apparently in the night, the prison leadership had received finally the news that the war was over and they had slipped out and ran and hid or at least escaped into the forest. The guards or the, the people who ran the prison, they left the gates closed, but they left them unlocked. On the morning of the fourth day, he says this, we walked out of the prison freed men, but we were set free days before by the news that the war was over. That last little section really stands out to me. Let me say it again. On the fourth day, we walked out of the prison freed men. But we were set free days before by the news that the war was over. A couple of weeks ago, if you listened to the first uh, message or lead-in during this series, we talked about how, especially during Easter, we love to say, <clears throat> He is risen. He is risen indeed. And this is not advice we give to people, but a declaration to all creation. The war is over. The spiritual forces of darkness, the systems of pain and suffering, the driving forces behind the hell on earth we hear about, we see, we might not even know, but we certainly experience. The forces behind all that, the hell that is on earth right now, they, they don't understand. 
They, they cannot grasp this reality that the war is over, that he is risen, he is risen indeed, is certainly news that changes the way we as a prisoner or as an apprentice of Jesus, both of those things, a prisoner into this, this hellish experience, as apprentices of Jesus, it changes the way that we live and operate right now. And so as Reunion Belleville, we are a parish community of apprentices of Jesus who carry really good news that impacts not only where we are on a Sunday morning, but how we celebrate and live every moment of every day. In a polarizing, divisive, busy, distracted, and hurting world, is there a group of people who are seen, witnessed as living differently for no apparent reason? Do people question, wonder, and yeah, what the heck is going on with them when other things would seem to dictate we shouldn't be happy, we shouldn't be celebrating, we shouldn't be thankful, we shouldn't be courteous or, or generous. And so here at Reunion, we think, yes, there should be. In fact, Jesus says that we who follow him are being formed by him and therefore transformed into his likeness. We who refer to ourselves as apprentices of Jesus or Christians who profess that he is risen, he is risen indeed, it's not just going to be a statement we make with our lips, but it will be known as a way of life by our positive presence. As we think about being a parish community, two weeks ago we said this, a parish is, is, is and was a community of Christians who understand the church exists to love God and their immediate, personal, and touchable communities. Let me say that again. A parish community is a group of Christians or apprentices of Jesus who understand the church exists to love God and their immediately their immediate, sorry, personal and touchable communities. Again, we said touchable because it's supposed to be where we work, we play, we eat, we we walk, we we spend our lives. It's it's that ah uh, the senses come alive in our communities. It's where we touch and we smell and we taste and we see. And so when we think of partnering with God's ongoing activity in the world, we do not need to look overseas or elsewhere. Not that we shouldn't in time. Not that we shouldn't in time consider our involvement as a local church. It, it can lead to equipping and empowering or at least coming alongside of people in different parts. But right now we are asking, what does it look like for us as a parish community in our communities? We don't need to look overseas or elsewhere. We believe the good news of God's kingdom is right here, right now. Right now. And so Today, and certainly two weeks ago, if you're listening online today, I want you to think about what does it look like for us to be a parish community that is a positive presence in our touchable community, because after all, we believe, just like those prisoners did, that the war is over. To say he is risen, he is risen indeed, is a declaration to all creation that there is incredibly good news, that there is an alternative way to living because the war is over. <coughs> Excuse me. And so a couple weeks ago, we spent a lot more intentional time breaking into, into groups to discuss this uh, metaphor that Jesus uses in Matthew chapter 5. And so here at Reunion, we, we really pay attention to the words of Jesus, not just to hear them, but to apply them or to understand and allow them to reform our understanding of ourselves, certainly our understanding of God and how those relationships impact our understanding and therefore our way of living in community, not just as a church, but the community of Belleville, Quinty, 
uh, Prince Edward County, um, Durham, the limestone connections to the east of us. And so what does it look like for us to not just hear the words of Jesus, but allow them to reform us and to re, reform not just our minds, but the way in which we live. And so this is what Jesus has to say from Matthew chapter 5. And so if you're listening online, again, of course you are. You're listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, I would love for you to reach out. You can just go even on Instagram and just write something in the note. Just comment on something and share a little bit of your insight about what stands out to you from these words that Jesus has to say. Because some of the words Jesus has to say are super, uh, they can be incredibly difficult to understand. (coughs) Excuse me. But there are plenty of times in scripture, in the New Testament accounts of Jesus, where the things he says are not really that difficult to understand. And I think this is one of those moments because Jesus' words here in Matthew chapter 5, I think each of us can think and look at this and say, wow, that's what it means to be an apprentice of Jesus. Wow, that's what it means to live in relationship with God. That's what it means to say that he is risen, he is risen indeed. If you can, if something comes to mind, I'd love for you to reach out and share it. But these are the words of Jesus. Let me stop talking and let me just, or I'll continue to talk, but not my own words. Let me just speak to you the words of Jesus. I'll read them a couple of times and I'll follow up with just a couple of questions and then we'll end. But this is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 and following. These are Jesus' words to you. If you're skeptical, if you're cautious, if you're committed, if you're wondering about Jesus, or if you're committed to following Jesus, these are words to you. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Let me say it again. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Verse 14. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. These are the words of Jesus spoken to you, a modern apprentice of Jesus right now for the benefit of your relationship with God, the way in which you view yourself in your activity as Christ's apprentice in your city or your community. So what do you think? Or sorry, what do you wonder? What do you think? What do you know? What does this teach us about the character or lifestyle of an apprentice then? And what difference could it make for our parish community right now today. I'd love for you to reach out again and let us know if you'd be interested in having more of these intentional conversations online together as a, as podrishners, as our friends Greg Boyd um, likes to call his, his online community, his podrishners. But if you're a part of our online crew, we would love to still connect with you and see that, hey, just because we're not seeing each other physically doesn't mean that we cannot support one another spiritually and well beyond that, holistically, as we live in relationship with God and each other. 
I love you and I look forward to hopefully connecting with some of you as you reach out through our uh, website, reunionbelleville.com. You can go to our Instagram or Facebook page. That's again, just Reunion Belleville. You can also send me an email at wesley at reunionbelleville.com. Look forward to hearing your, your thoughts as you think about being salt and light, Jesus' words spoken to you for your benefit, but also therefore the benefit of your communities. Because to say he is risen, he is risen is de- indeed is a declaration to all creation that the war is over. So let's wave at dogs, let's wave at people, let's be po- a positive presence as we live celebrating this good news. Thank you for listening to today's lead-in. We pray that you were able to learn something about Jesus today, but equally important, we pray that you sense a step you might take in response. What would it look like for you to live with Jesus today in light of our discussion? You can learn more about our community at www.reunionbelleville.com and we're always here to walk with you.